Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Coming in a little hot there, Mr. Prano. Coming in hot. Good. I almost I almost made a sign that said, hello, Randy, for when the song plays. Oh, I like it. Randy, what's he up to these days? Uh, I don't know, but we're going golfing tomorrow, so I'll get I'll get the update, the full scoop. I'll be like, yeah, well, I'm reading reports that uh, the Bengals are going to offer T Higgins this, Burrow's going to allocate this to T Higgins, they'll leave this for Jamar Chase. He's one of those guys, isn't he? Yeah, I believe he's under the impression that Joe Burrow's playing for free next year, so he can sign all his weapons. <laughs> Well, I saw a report that Burrow's going to get the most ever, but again, I, I you know what I need to read? I need to read uh, – I haven't had a chance to get around to it. Uh, one of the dirtballs sent me a uh, an article for Sports Illustrated. It's titled, uh, Separating Fact from Fiction Over How the NFL Salary Cap Works. Hell yeah. So I will definitely get to that uh, over the weekend because I, I – I, I'm real curious. We've talked about that, right? At length. It's like, what part of the salary cap matters? What part doesn't matter? How do these teams work around it? Is it just teams that are smart financially? It's kind of what it boils down to, right? Yeah. Sounds about right. I don't know. Some teams know how to do it. Some teams don't. But uh, yeah, I, I will definitely um, get to that at some point. I think this could be a first, though. I'm looking at the rundown. There's not a single thing about the NFL on it. Wow. And yet we started with the NFL anyway. Well, we were doing Randy. Yeah. You know, but yeah, not a, I not can't a believe, single. I can't believe you didn't go to the NFL page on ESPN and try to just shoehorn something in. No, you know, I'm uh, focusing on these NBA discussions. I, I had an NBA discussion today. It's. It really is doing the Lord's work, trying to discuss all-time greats and stats, and I don't know. It's well, everybody's battle. everybody. I, I've been saying it for weeks, months, even. But Andy's talked about his little girl is headed to daycare soon, and he's going to have a lot more time on his hands. Follow us on TikTok, Bandy Andy, Daddy Andy. He, you're going to make your debut officially soon, but I put up. Uh, I put up a video the other day, went gangbusters. And then, of course, I put up our clip that you sent me uh, about our Carmelo discussion, part of it. And what was amazing to me is in, even in the clip, I'm like, when we put this up on social media, idiots are going to completely disregard all statistical analysis and still argue in the dead Carmelo better than Steve Nash. Despite the fact that if you look at wind shares, 
player efficiency rating, VORP over their career. I mean, Steve Nash is in like the 40s. Carmelo Anthony is between 80 and 100 in each of them. Like this, arguing Carmelo Anthony is better than Steve Nash is like arguing Jamal Crawford is the GOAT. Yeah. I love Jamal Crawford. I'm a Jamal Crawford stan. I think Jamal Crawford might be one of the most underrated players to ever play in the NBA. But if you're arguing he's the GOAT, you have mental illness. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Carmelo is 75th overall in Vorp, and Steve Nash is 39th. And, like, look at the players. Take take three players on either side of each of those guys. Like, the guys around Steve Nash are all all-timers. Well, in front of Steve Nash, you have... Yeah, we'll just do it. 36, 37, 38. 36, Allen Iverson. 37, Giannis. 38, Damian Lillard. All modern-day Hall of Famers. In front of Carmelo, 72 is Elton Brand. 73 is Kevin not, Johnson. Not a Hall of Famer, not a Hall of Famer. 74 is Jack Sigma. Sigma? Pro- probably in the Hall of Fame. Who knows? But Don't know who that is. To be honest, not going to work here anymore, that's for sure. It, that's actually a good point. Did you just randomly guess that? Like, hey, who are the three before each of those guys? No, I'm, but dude, look who you're talking to. You when know. I when I go into fucking social media, when I put something up on social media, I'm ready, dude. Yeah, I got fucking ammo. I'm in a bunker, grenades, a rocket launcher, extra clips of ammo, water. I'm ready to go. And then guys just dive into my foxhole with nothing but their fists. And they're like, Carmelo's better. And I'm like, all right. About to blow your fucking limbs off, dude. Well, you know, I, again, I, I always bring this up. But, like, again, it's weird because the, the NBA is the only sport where we have these. I call them, at this point, I would say bizarre discussions. Because statistically, you wouldn't have this in the NFL. No. So I brought up the the Matt Ryan thing last time. You wouldn't have this in baseball. The guy's got 3,000 hits. The guy's got three. Like, like you just wouldn't have a two-time baseball MVP competing against the, I don't know. Like, like this might be a crazy comparison. Is he like Adam Dunn? Like, oh, dude, you got all these home runs in your career, but you batted 230. Yeah. You didn't win anything. You have five, you got, you got 400, we looked it up, right? Like, but Dunn has like 464 career home runs. Cool. Somebody actually said to me, who was Car- who was the next best player on any Carmelo Anthony team? And I was like, the same dude who was the next best player on the Steve Nash team. What are we talking about here? Amari Stoudemire. Both of their fucking second bananas, Amari Stoudemire. Both of their coaches was Mike D'Antoni until Carmelo Anthony ran him out of town. Like, what the fuck are we literally talking about here? Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, it Again, it is crazy to me that, like, this is the only sport where people, like, really stand so hard for somebody I, I don't know but uh the one thing i do know is i really put my stink all over that lakers game four we know andy we all know there's a great reddit about it oh there is yeah there's a great reddit about how we can't conv- we can't convince andy ruther to use his curse for good it has to be from the heart and anytime andy unprovoked makes a claim that's the Ruther curse stink. Anytime Andy Ruther comes out absolutely unprovoked, it was like, this is going to happen. 
I'm okay. So I'm pulling up that Reddit. He he left a message. He actually called the hotline, and uh, he did DM. I'm I'll play the call real quick. So I guess this is uh, this is what we're talking about here. Hey, um, gotta tell you that uh, a little upset at you guys because uh, I DM'd you specifically to get the Andy Ruther curse bump. Took Nuggets to win in either five or six. I DM'd you to say. Nuggets are sweeping. I listen to the show. You take the Lakers to win. Typically the opposite of what I asked you to do. So uh, <laughs> condoms are for Andy this week. Um, still love you. Um, also, Orioles are the best team in the league. Uh, go O's. And Adley Rushman will be the best catcher of all time. All right, bye. Okay. Well, a uh, few things. Going on there, yeah. Well, like, like here's the thing. I'm looking at that Reddit post. I, I definitely have to uh, agree with the curse. Like, I, you can't just will the curse on me. Like, I was, I thought no way the Lakers would get swept. They got swept. Um, was definitely wrong there. I mean, look, LeBron had a hell of a first half. It didn't matter. Yeah, and then and then we have all these discussions afterwards. Uh, who's he talking on the O's? Oh, fill me on this baseball stuff. What's going on in the baseball world, real quick? What's happening, I'm, Joe? I mean, listen, there's a lot. There's a lot going on, but um. The, the Orioles was a big, big prospect. Came up last year. He's 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 looking like he's uh, going to be great, which is uh, amazing because I'm pretty sure there's another kid who's in the Orioles organization that's a catcher also that I think went first overall or something like that. Kid from my hometown. So it looks like we got a log jam in the Orioles pipeline. Um, but the I mean the AL East is a is a is just an absolute fucking monster of a division right now. Um, the Orioles have been playing great, but it's still gonna be still gonna be tough. But the Orioles are having a good year so far. Yeah, man. I mean, the Orioles, and I think we talked about this either last year on this podcast, toward the end of the last season on this podcast, or toward the end of the last season on Dirty Slides. But the uh, the nugget I got was the uh the dude who's the Orioles GM now used to be assistant GM in the Astros. A lot of people believe he was the true genius over there. And so now a lot of talk that the Orioles are the next big up and comers. Was he the brain behind the sign stealing? I don't think he's the brain I think he's the brain behind the finding of the talent. Okay. Just, sign stealing is that's more the players? I think that was more Carlos Beltran. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. Um, if you guys want to know my curse situation, I, you know, I don't know. I, I believe. Let's see here. See, I don't see. That's the thing. You gotta have strong feelings. Like I don't have strong feelings about this Celtics Heat game five. I, I'm not like strongly saying one will win. But you're rooting for Miami. Oh, hundred percent. Right. Do you think heat. Boston? Do you think Boston can, can be the first team to ever come back from 3-0 in NBA and beat the Heat? Uh, that's a no for me, dog. Like, is that a strong now? No fucking way. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no way the Heat blow a three, dude. Especially with Eric Spolstra, that organization. No way they blow a 3-0 lead. Yeah, I just uh, no um, way. No, I mean, I, I I tend to agree with you, uh, but also now we're. We're in Boston again. 
We are. So I think there's like that's the thing. They might win today. Yeah. Tonight. No, I, I mean I agree. Like I just don't think I just think the Heat are too well coached and too, you know. They just get they've they've been they've come too far here to then have a Cinderella story get undone by three out. I agree with you. I think I think it's gonna be Denver, Miami. I actually think Denver is gonna win the championship fairly easily. And I think the any sort of lengthening of uh Miami Boston series only helps that fact. Oh, hundred percent. And I actually don't I think I think of all the teams historically that I can ever think of that I'm really not that concerned with having some sort of rest situation. It's a team that's run through Nikola Jokic. Like he's going to get everybody their fucking looks no matter yeah. what. Um, and we were talking about that Lakers. Um, what was that? Was that game Monday night that that ended? Yeah. Okay. This feels like forever ago now, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, LeBron, a, a 40 point, performance uh a 30 what one point first half um but like did you see and i did a couple of them but did you see the common thread and did you see the were you listening to the game with the sound on like the audacity of mark jackson and and jeff and Gundy down the stretch to be like fob the lakers i put lebron james on nicole Jokic here have him guard him also if you could simultaneously guard Jamal Murray and also he's not going to the basket enough in this second half. There's a woman in section 210 that needs a Diet Coke. She's just standing there. She's been waiting for two quarters. And LeBron James, your goat, apparently, just letting this girl go thirsty. I've heard that the uh, the mezzanine level urinals have flooded uh, a quarter and a half ago. And LeBron James, everybody talks about Michael Jordan playing against plumbers. No plumbers here. This guy's not doing anything to unclog the mezzanine toilets. Like the audacity for this guy to go for 30. They're wanting him to guard the best player on the other team. Oh, and just like keep going. Jeff Van Gundy has been 60 years old for 40 years. And he's like, well, 40-year-old LeBron James. Not dominating enough for me. Jeff Van Gunny was literally LeBron's current age when his Honda Civic was getting blown off the fucking runway at Westchester Airport because the dude couldn't afford a fucking car. You're the coach <laughs> of the Knicks. You're driving a fucking Honda Civic onto the tarmac with, with Pete Davidson butthole eyes. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't really understand it. They, they definitely, well... Obviously, I, I caught some of the stuff you were discussing last episode about those guys, and like they they definitely entered the the boomer realm of announcing. And I, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for LeBron. Like, I, like I don't what what uh, I don't think LeBron needs excuses. But but like it, it is interesting. Uh, again, you know the way these things play out. You have the better team winning. And, and getting swept sucks. And like, you know, they shouldn't, they made it, they made it farther than anybody ever expected. So it's just, it's just one of those things. But like, at the end of the day, man, it all came down this whole playoffs. We knew this with the Lakers, Anthony Davis. And he, and he had another subpar game. He wasn't making his shots, man. Like, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just like, like Anthony Davis. Not like when he's on the Pelicans, like he only did something when he joined the Lakers. 
Like, yeah. let's not forget but that. Al- but also, you know, you go back to the 2020, the bubble championship. It was a different situation in that if if Anthony Davis doesn't go off, well, you always have LeBron James. If Le- if if Anthony Davis does go off, they're pretty fucking unbeatable. Now, even in the games Anthony Davis plays really well, if LeBron doesn't show up, they have no chance. Meanwhile, if you get a 40-point game out of LeBron James, Anthony Davis will show up. Like, you're just outmanned. Mm-hmm. You're outmanned. But there's always, historically, in the NBA, in the last, essentially, 20 years, if LeBron James comes and gives you just four quarters of LeBron James, he's winning. Yeah. You're you're losing. Unless, obviously, you know, we have we have some famously inept endings like the J.R. Smith thing where you're like, oh, a guy goes for 50 and you still hand them the ball at the buzzer. But um, we're not like he's just I mean, he's 38 years old. Do you think he'll retire this offseason? Yeah. No, I don't. Um, I Here's here's the thing I don't think he's going to do. Um, and I could be wrong, but at this point, I think there was a time where LeBron came into the league, like so many guys who are my age, LeBron's age, your age, essentially that grew up on the Michael Jordan thing and LeBron wore 23 and listen, Michael Jordan used to be the greatest basketball player of all time. The like LeBron James idolizing him is not weird at all. But I think we hit a point where LeBron was like, he truly believes, as many of us do, that he has surpassed Michael. And um, I don't think he's going to do anything at this point that makes a Michael comparison. Um, the, The thing that has been... Like his coming to L.A., the 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 secret that's not so secret is that he wants to play with Bronny. I don't think LeBron's doing the year off. Michael Jordan, rest his vag, come back and play with Bronny for a year. I don't see him doing that now. Like I said, turns out he has some foot tendon injury, blah, 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 blah. Is that an excuse that he can take as an opportunity to do that year off? Is he does he is he technically on the Lakers next year, but he doesn't play? And if they're not that good without him, he ends up sitting the whole year out, maybe. But I don't think he's retiring and then coming back to play with his kid. And I think he wants to play with his kid. Now, the converse to that is, and it's not being talked about enough. LeBron seems like one of those guys. I know he has his TV show and I know he's producing movies and I know he's doing all these things. I know he's got his production company. He seems like one of those guys like Michael, like Larry Bird, like Magic Johnson, that isn't going to want to be away from the game. What we're not talking about enough, I think, is LeBron James coaches Bronny. Nah, I don't. No? Think LeBron, I don't think LeBron be like greats are not good coaches. But he is like if there's one thing that even the 
like the Bill Simmonses of the world and the Doc Rivers of the world and the Magic Johnsons of the world, that these guys who are from a certain time where they're never going to say it's not Mike, everyone agrees wholeheartedly. LeBron James is on his own level when it comes to knowing the game that no one's ever had his basketball genius. Like I, I, I'd argue that there's some part of him that's coaching the Lakers already. Well, well, I'm sure, you know, you know, the greats in any sport have a say, but I just, you know, I like, I, the greats have just had not been good coaches. Cause you know, Larry we Bird had a fairly good coaching career. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Larry Bird was decent. Probably the best to come to mind. Cause you know, it's tough to relate when you're the best. Bill Russell was a player coach, I believe. Yeah. Or was it? He? I don't remember. I thought he, I think he coached the. He was, the I don't know if he's a player coach. Pete Rose somehow found ways to gamble while coaching, while playing. That's yeah. the trifecta. Yeah. If you can do all three, that's that's how you do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely no secret. He wants I think to that's the workaround, though. If, if he were to physically think that he can't do it anymore, um, that's, I think, the workaround. I don't think – like, let's say LeBron doesn't play next year. It's very reasonable that come All Star break, they're bad. Like, like without LeBron James, I don't think I don't think Darvin Ham's like a twenty year NBA coach. No, certainly he's not. We got a uh, we got a call about the draft. Actually, this is uh, you know we 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 know. We know who the number one pick's going to be, but like it's saying, "Hey, is could this be off the mark here?" Which I I, I don't I haven't followed it clo- closely enough. We'll just play the call. Andy, Joe, it's Gage, longtime listener, first time caller, Houston Dirtball. Uh, question for you guys about the draft. I was listening to this last episode and your discussion on Wimbin Yama, and people forget that this draft is a two star draft. I get that Wimbin Yama is a freak. He's a bona fide alien. He's, he's a monster. I, I get it. He deserves all the hype. But at two, there's this guy, Scoot Henderson, that people have been excited about for a couple of years, and they've been watching him for quite a while. He's tearing up the G League right now. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this guy. Um, everyone's super hyped about him. I'm super hyped about him. Uh, he's built like a linebacker, and he plays with this like tenacious, Russell Westbrook type energy. He shoots a lot better than that, but he also already has apparently some like really good connections with stars in the league right now, like with LeBron James. And I was reading somewhere that Steph Curry has agreed to mentor him. And I don't know how he, he developed these relationships, but he, he's apparently already very well connected. And uh, there's already some content out there on social media about him kind of being put off by all the, the hype about women, Yama and him being, the just assured number one pick. And, and look, I get it. I'm not knocking women. Yama. I know he's going to be amazing, but I think Scoot Henderson from everything that I'm reading, he's going to play with his chip on his shoulder. He already, he already kind of is in the G league. 
And I was just curious to hear your thoughts on uh, him, if you guys know anything about him as a prospect. Uh, so, yeah, thanks. Uh, condoms are for Dallas sports fans. I hope, to put the, I hope they put the condom all the way over their head, down to the neck, suffocate and die, all of them. Damn. Savage. So, I, like, the truth is, I don't know anything about Scoot Henderson. I, I, so, like, I don't... All, of, all of my um, amateur uh basketball knowledge essentially and i get he's in the g league and Wemayama's in you know wherever the fuck he was um and that and all of that is different than college basketball but i'll be honest i watch as much g league basketball as i watch college basketball i watch as much euro basketball as i watch college basketball so this is the point where any of these guys um other than you know nba at NBA on Twitter or at hoops hype or whatever, showing me some highlight besides that, this is the only time anybody comes across my radar. Now, um, as the draft lottery gets solidified, as we start figuring out who's going to be where, as teams are getting eliminated, as we see which teams are going to have guys leaving in free agency, what holes are there to fill? What, you know, what's what guys didn't get it done, etc. Then I start looking at all these guys. I've looked at Scoot Henderson a little bit. Does look like a great player. Definitely does look like um, what I would say is sort of your um, modern NBA combo guard. A um, lot of, lot of uh, it seems like there's a lot of question marks about exactly where he pencils in, in terms of guard, you know, point guard, shooting guard situation, um, which no doubt there is, you know, th this is a, it's a very modern um, thing, but also um, it's a very, I don't I, listen, not that these guys haven't been successful, but you look at the Dame Lillards of the world. Um, should Dame Lillard have been, a two the whole time, you know, uh, and, and also if I'm incorrect, I think Scoot Henderson is not like super big, uh, in height wise. No, he's six, six two listed six, six two. Exactly. So, um, you know, he's not a, he's not a, like a longer wing, um, sort of a point guard, uh, two guard combo. Um, looks like he's a great player, but again, um, at this point when you, Look at the modern NBA. If you're a 6'2 combo guard, and I'm going to go back to Damian Lillard because he wasn't necessarily that guy when he came into the league, you better be a shooting motherfucker. Yeah. Because this idea that you're just going to like kind of come in. Now, if he comes into the NBA and he ends up bending and and being more of a true point guard, okay, there's obviously... Um, a lot of room for that, but you look at a guy like the, you know, the, the, our, the future hope of the Knicks, like a guy like Jalen Brunson point guard wasn't an elite shooter when he comes into the league, really still not an elite shooter, but tacking on that part of his game as you go. And it was like kind of passed over for a little while. Now, Scoot Henderson is a way bigger and more hyped prospect and great. I hope he does come in the league and play with the chip on his shoulder, but I believe Charlotte's the two pick. So are we going 
Scoot at two to Charlotte. And now we have a Lamelo Scoot oversized passing point guard, kind of undersized combo two guard. The the days of the the dominant backcourt only situation seem to have come and gone pretty quickly. It's going to be a, a matter of fit, I think, for him. And also a matter of, like, does he come into the NBA and shoot it at an NBA level? So Portland's three as well. Let's keep that right. in mind. Right. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, it's like these guys, you always wonder, like, how ready they are. Like, like. And, and I don't know. When, when they go G League, I you know, a, a good thing to try to figure out is, is how much that helps these guys or hurts or it doesn't affect versus just playing a year or two in college. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like for him, would you say, I don't know if anybody can answer this, like is the competition better to play at elite college level than it is G league? I don't know. I mean, I think the G league is going to be better because just think about it. I mean, even at an elite college level, even if you're playing at a Duke or North Carolina, right? Like, beyond those two teams and even on those two teams, what percentage of those guys are going to the G league one day? What percentage of the guys on Alabama or Florida or whoever will end up playing G league level basketball? You figure a few of them will. a few of them. Sure. Every guy, obviously that he's playing against in the G league, he's playing G league basketball. A lot of them older, a lot of guys that are, have, maybe got drafted or been to the NBA and are back in the G league. Yeah. Guys who are older, bigger, like, you know, that's now, now from a coaching standpoint, that, that might be a different question, but also how much coaching are you getting in the one or two years that you're in college? And then also how good is your coach? If it's not the seven great college basketball coaches, like, I think that if you wanted to make an argument that the Xavier bas- head basketball coach is a better basketball coach than the guy who coaches the G a G league team, you're probably right. You're probably right. Cause why are you coaching the G league team? If you could be a fucking major college basketball coach, but that being said, you're still in a developmental league against guys who are being developed for the NBA. I think the overall talent quality is going to be better. Did you know that there's a G league team in, Mexico, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm, I just pulled it up out of curiosity. There's one in Mexico City. Hell yeah! And they play in the largest arena of any G League team. The uh, Estadio Olimpico. No, they don't play in that. Uh, the uh, the Capitan de Ciudad de Mexico. That's the name of the team. It's it's interesting. It's like uh, it's interesting seeing where these teams play. I'd like to see a G League game though, out of curiosity, right? Like, isn't there any? Like, that'd be kind of fun to see. Sure. There's no. There's but there's no. The problem is they play. They they try to play them near. Yeah, relatively. Right. So like, there's no. I don't see any teams near me. Like the Indianapolis one plays uh, Fort Wayne as far as Indianapolis. 
the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. It's it's like they go minor. It's like they go minor league baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Try to pick these team names. I saw I saw a WNBA thing. I did. I couldn't stop laughing. Speaking of like games, you you might or might not go to. Uh, the, the I know, there's no might or might not <laughs> when it comes to the WNBA. The coach the WNBA was, has been around since the summer of 1997. I've been to zero. The coach was amazed, and this was like serious. She was amazed that the oh that the thing didn't sell out for Brittany Griner's first game or whatever. Yeah, she was amazed that it didn't sell out, and uh, I would be amazed if it was the first WNBA sellout. To be totally honest with you, I'm I'm gonna pull this up right here. It's it's uh, I was it, it almost felt like is this a spoof? Like this, it, it felt like a spoof. I like, say this sometimes I'll be with somebody and I'll be running 10 minutes late to a comedy show and they'll always be like, Oh God, we're late. And I always say the same thing. I always go, don't worry. I don't think this is going to be the first comedy show in the history of comedy shows to start on time. It's kind of like that with the WNBA, this lady being shocked that the game didn't sell out. I would be more shocked that in, 7,000 women's professional basketball games if this one just happened to be the one that sold out. I mean, it was was great, but, like, honestly, come on, L.A. Like, we didn't sell out the arena for BG. Like, (laughs) L.A. And and she's also, she kind of seems like a certain. Dodgers Dodgers fans get to Dodgers games in the fifth inning. She seems like a surfer, bro, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, come on out. What are you doing, LA? Like, like, really? Honestly, we didn't sell out? Like, I expected more, you know, to be honest, right? Like, it was great. It was loud. But um, how, was, how was it not a sellout? How was it not a sellout? Um, but- Dude, like. like oh, for, so- first, oh, hold on. I have so many questions because I saw this, <laughs> but I didn't watch things. I didn't realize it was in LA. Brittany Griner doesn't play for LA, right? No, I think she plays for the. Uh, so now she's wanting a, a, a away arenas in Los Angeles. Do you know how many fucking different things there are to do in Los Angeles? I know. Uh, the Lakers just got fucking eliminated fucking two days ago. Everybody's a little basketball moratorium. She, well, this was before that happened. She plays for the uh, still. Who the gives Phoenix, a shit? Dude, even more, even Andy, even more. My point. You're you're the Lakers are in the playoffs, and you're making your way down to Crypto.com Arena for the fucking Brittany Griner away opener. Yeah, the, it's the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah. So, uh, I just like to like come on, like come on, guys. So the actual attendance of that game listed again. I always these things are all BS. Right. Was ten thousand three hundred ninety-six, which is fifty-five percent capacity. It's the actual attendance. I mean, which, she should have been like, "I can't believe we didn't fucking half sell it out." Like did you, her wanting to go for the full sellout, try to get more people there than not there. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't believe the majority of the seats weren't sold out for BG. I did forget it was LA too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on, man. Also, that Brittany Griner thing happened fucking 
uh, like, okay, two, like 10 fucking different things happening simultaneously. How long ago is the Brittany Griner thing at this point? Second of all, the kind of people, you know, I saw all the stories about oh, Brittany Griner. She stood for the fucking anthem and blah, 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 this whole fucking thing. The kind of people that are like, rah, no, she, rah. No, she didn't stand. That was the thing. She was didn't stand for the anthem. She did stand for this one, I believe. Oh. Yeah. And she wasn't standing before. Okay. So the story was I like, oh, that. America saved her and she's back. Like, I think a lot of the people that are sort of like, rah, rah, America went and fucking saved our person, blah, blah, blah. Like. I don't think the crossover with them and WNBA fans is real big. Or in LA. Like, n- yeah. like know your audience, lady. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I wonder, I assume that game was national TV. I'm sure it was. I, I'd like to see the, I'd be curious in the numbers. What a dirty sports episode. I mean, no offense to like all of our many WNBA fan listeners, but. The first episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast in a thousand episodes where we haven't talked about the NFL. Fill in that time with some WNBA attendance news. I want to go to a game for real. Legit. Like, like I'm, I'm not being facetious here. Like, I, I will go at some point in my life. Like, I'm not saying anytime soon. Out of curiosity, I will go to the WNBA game. In fact, uh, Isla is currently wearing a phoenix phoenix mercury onesie right now i'm already prepping her smoking the vape smoking the vape nah yeah yeah maybe maybe uh by the time she's eight she's a little young for that is eight old enough to smoke the vape i have no idea is that the thing what kids are doing nowadays are they still vaping uh i mean i think i think vape i think they've they've really like cut back on like flavored vapes and different well, yeah, shit like Jewel, that. Jewel got sued and lost like billions of dollars. But I was okay. talking more of like the cannabis vape. Oh. I'm sure people are still doing that. Dude, guys, I'll never forget. Freno introduced Freno was like the first one. We were on that flight down to Austin. You're like, dude, which is kind of ballsy if you think about it. No, the, I, that was by the way that was the oldest old school oldie vape fucking that was pre that was pre-legalization vape that's what i'm saying can you imagine doing that in 2023 prano's on this flight this would be 20 like 14 2013 you're just like dude you can rip this on a flight man because no one would even know what we were doing at that point like you now you, it's like oh people know vapes we yeah. vapes whatever People were just like, what do you have in your mouth? A flashlight? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were like a dude who had an iPhone before the iPhones came out. Yeah. They were like, did, did that guy just, uh, did he shoot fog out of his I was mouth? Like the, I was like the first guy who knew about Wikipedia. I'd be like, ask me anything. I know everything <laughs> about everything. And they're like, how? I'm like, just ask me. Whatever happened to that vape? That specific one? Do you ever know? <laughs> no, I'm sure it just died eventually. Yeah, I don't even know where you got that. Oh, I got that shit at GGR, the old school fucking pot shop that I used to do. Remember I used to do fucking social media for them and shit? Where was that located? That was over on, um, it was over on like Cotner, right off the 405. You know where like, um, yeah, right by where, foreplay. The foreplay? Strip club. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I know you're talking about. Was it foreplay? I think it was foreplay. 
Like, is that by Olympic? Yeah. It's like Olympic. Right at right, you take Olympic, you're right under the 405, and then it's your first like weird left by a smart and final. I always found LA strip clubs kind of weird and, and bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever went to one, but just the thought of like there's so many beautiful women in that city and so many beautiful women scandally dressed, you're like, I don't know, man. Like, what kind of like let me put it this way. Meanwhile, I have a buddy who you know, whose name I won't say on the show, that we went to that strip club with, and he spent so much money that they demanded he give them. He paid with a credit card, and they they demanded that he give them his fingerprints because they wanted to have a fingerprint in case like the the fucking dude did a chargeback or whatever. And he's like, first of all, fuck you, I'm not giving you my fingerprint. A fingerprint, yeah. And then, and, then they were, CSI? and then they were like, if you don't give us your fingerprint, you have to go do it in cash. And he goes, fine, here's my fucking license. I'm going to the ATM. I'll come back and pay you in cash. I'm not letting you fingerprint me at your strip club. But also, I was like, how much money you spend, bro? They're fingerprinting you? Well, first of all, like when you say fingerprint, like they have the old school thing for you to put your hand on. Like they, they had... Like you, you, you do the fingerprints when you need to do the background check. Like you literally yeah. go to a law enforcement law enforcement office. They were like, "We're not going to do anything with it unless you, like, unless this charge like gets reversed or it goes bunk or this is stolen credit card." He's like, "I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not giving you my fingerprint." But I don't really fully understand that. Like, if they had his fingerprints, basically, who, if he had spent whatever five, who are they presenting whatever. that to? A bank. No, they're presenting it to a fucking police officer and being like, oh, go God. find this guy. He fucking whatever. Meanwhile, I'm like, if you're not even in the system, it doesn't matter, bro. Like, <laughs> like they can't. This they is can't the craziest check. thing I've I go, ever they can't what? check your fingerprints unless you've been fingerprinted, which also like, I know about this guy would tell me they did. There's nothing I know about a strip club. It's like the the fingerprints, they'd be like, oh, shit, it got ruined. It got like barbecue wing sauce on it or some yeah. shit like you know, some smelly stripper snatch, like juice touched it or something. I like, I don't know, beer spilled on it. Like the thought of them, like taking good care of this fingerprint. Anyway, the point is he had thousands of dollars that he was willing to spend to go watch girls that night. And it never came up. Let's go watch the sparks. Not even yeah. for one second. He was not like, let's go get a fucking front row at the sparks. game. <laughs> no. Well, I think the fingerprint discussion is a good segue. The strip club discussion, I should say. It's good say hey, we just got this this popped up on uh LinkedIn. I I didn't have it on or not linked LinkedIn on YouTube comments. I didn't have it on the rundown, but we can discuss it real quick. Is the John Morant staged welfare check on the rundown today? Well, I don't think the the welfare check was staged, right? Do you? No. So I think what happened, here's my theory. I think what happened, like so many people in their early 20s today. And I've even seen it with people older than that. But I know a lot of people. Like, there's levels to the social media shit. Some people would say, pray now, what are you talking about? You spend your entire day yelling at fucking Jordan Slurpers on social media. Okay, that's fair. But there's some part of me that takes pride in just fucking absolutely dunking my knowledge on people. That being said... I know the whole fucking thing isn't fucking real. And there are some people that take it, that take social media and their life on social media 
so fucking seriously to the point where like if I woke up tomorrow and my Instagram were down or hacked or gone, they could have some sense of relief that I didn't have to fucking deal with it. There are certainly people in this world, if their social media, their Instagram was gone tomorrow, they'd have a fucking panic attack. And they'd be like, what am I if I'm not at whatever? Yeah. John Morant did a fucking... <laughs> John Morant did the retirement tour on his fucking social media. Dude, you live next to your parents. You live next to your sister. You could just go say, I love you. You don't have to put that shit on Instagram. Bye. And then it was like, bye. He wasn't saying goodbye. Like, I'm going to kill myself. He was saying bye on Instagram, which is insane. But I think a lot of people took it as like, oh, this is a little like suicide note situation. Yeah, he did the uh, love your mom, picture of his mom, love your pops, picture of his dad, love the greatest baby girl, love you, picture of his daughter. And then the last one, the fourth picture said bye. Right. So I think he was just doing like a, a goodbye from Instagram. He's shutting down the social media. He learned his lesson. No more putting every fucking gun that you hold on on live. Like somebody got in his ear and was like, dude, just like you need an Instagram break. You need to go LeBron playoff dark. Like you need to be off social media for a minute. And then he was like, well, I can't do that without saying goodbye to people. And they're like, well, who are you going to say goodbye? He was like my mom, my dad. They're like, they're your neighbors, dude. You don't have to say goodbye to them. You could you could deactivate your Instagram from their kitchen this morning if you want. He's like, nah, I got to do the fucking goodbye. And then idiots out there were like, is John going to kill himself? And, and the fucking Memphis police probably got 200 calls. John Moran's going to kill himself. And then they went and checked on him. So here's what I think. This is a crazy theory. But hear me out. I think... John Morant is saying goodbye to this Instagram. He's going back to his uh, old Instagram, the one that we discovered. <laughs> he, and he's just going to post old pictures, the ones like where he's like 12 and talking about getting pussy and, like, yeah. you know, selling cocaine. I think he's going to go back to that. That'd be great. I hope he does. Because, uh, I'd argue like that's probably the best Instagram account ever created. Like I'm, I'm ready to say it. And I'll tell you what, man, that account is still active. That's wild. It is. That's going to be where he starts posting. Like he might not officially go back to that, but I think we got to, I think you should follow that and keep your eye on it. Just to see if he starts sneaking out shit. Yeah, dude, here it is, man. <laughs> So I love the old school Instagram filter. I also love that it has 213,000 followers. I love that if my actual Instagram had teenage gangster, fake gangster, John Morant Instagrams following, I'd be headlining in your town tomorrow. Can <laughs> I got to get on the phone with John, John Morant. Will you sell me your kitty Instagram? So I could put up some reels. This is amazing. I mean, the the traction. You know, his last post is 101,000 likes. I mean, and he posted it 531 weeks ago, March 16th, 2013. Somebody commented on it three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
bro, this really makes us look absolutely pathetic. The fact that like Jaw's Instagram, hey, he's letting you know, young Jaw, I'm still in this bitch. And then two hours ago, out of nowhere, somebody replied to something from 500 weeks ago. And it was like, <laughs> Riz King. Dude, look at the action his Instagram gets recently. It's unreal. I, you, know, you know what I do love? That he just hasn't taken it down. Like anybody else would have just taken this down. The fact that this Instagram, oh, there's a girl on here. How does she feel about this? Is this his old girl? Dude, are you kidding? Whoever that woman is, she is now 50. That must be his mom. What are you talking about? That's an adult in that picture. No. She's, uh, this is her. This is who? His baby mama? This is the girl from that Instagram. This is wild. I know, but who is she? I don't know. I don't know who she is, but I just clicked on her account. Is there any other any other little nuggets we're gonna drop? <laughs> Wait, is this like his sister? Me and my sister been play fighting. She's crying on the floor. You sure that was a play fight, Josh? <laughs> she she looks a little. He's little holding strange. a gun above her. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not gonna waste any more time on this, but oh, who's this? Oh, that's his that's his same babe. I'm gonna basically spend my night on this. Oh, look at these. These are these are, these are some adorable ones, young John. It, it's not all gangster. Basketball never stops. Just look at this. Look, look at this Photoshop. Can we can, can we talk about this Photoshop? Like clip art basketball never stops over the picture of a beach. But where the balls are placed on the top of the umbrella? Again, uh, somebody commented just a week ago. But he gets basketball a lot of never stops unless you whip your pistol out every Instagram live, and then it stops for fucking months at a time while you're suspended from the NBA. <laughs> oh, here's another one with the great Photoshop. Ball is life. Football is life. Oh man, this is uh, it's good stuff, Joe. Like, do you think there's somebody here? Here, actually, it's a two-step process. Somebody needs to be like, okay, job. First, uh, delete that old Instagram. Actually, don't. I don't want you to. But like, somebody should be like, we'll start with the first Instagram account. I love this comment from Benangi. Crack detective work, boys. No, it's uh. <laughs> It's really not at all. Google's a wild thing, man. You can you can really learn anything with Google. I just want to know what the 13-year-old, and I know you've done bits about this in the past, like the 13-year-old similar with Twitter, like the 13-year-old Andy Ruther and the 13-year-old Joe Prano Instagram. It's like, yo made out with this girl at the movie theater. Like, like I don't even know what it would be. I mean, it would be fucking, it would be so, it'd like, we'd been, I'd been canceled 40 times over. It'd be like, hey, which, Saved, with the, saved by the Bell Girl is the hottest. Like, that oh, was yeah, a, yeah. Like, yeah. like, that was a discussion my brothers and I had always have. Like, I did do a joke about that. I, you're just now reminding me of it. I forget what the fuck that, oh yeah, it was like, if I had Twitter. 
Yeah. Right. Like, like Kelly, like, I don't know. Did you and your brothers, like that was like a legit discussion with me and my brothers. Yeah. Like which same other bell girl we'd want. Cause like the, the easy answer is Kelly Kapowski. Right. But like there, there could be reasons for, I don't know, like all the other girls. Poor Lisa Turtle's white now. She's got that Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa in her. Oh, does she? she? Yeah, yeah. We've de- I think we've talked about this. It's a shame, man. Yeah. Like I don't know. Can you? You can't do it the other way, can you? Can you like get darker? Can you do that like that movie? What, a Soul Man. <laughs> which we all, which which we we go back to as well. Soul yeah. Man. Like the original Tropic Thunder. You can't do that, can you? Like it's only a matter. It's only a matter of time before some conservative tries to remake Soul Man, right? <laughs> dude, dude, I I gotta I gotta do this. I I gotta. <laughs> I mean, look at the image on this Soul Man. Look at this. I mean, what's the dude's name who played him? C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, dude. Like C. Thomas Howell, I think was like up for a fucking Oscar at one point. He's great in in uh, Outsiders. Yeah. Like, you think he thinks about that ever? Yes, daily. I daily. Think he, I think I think he wishes he could do the Rob Delaney and just pay somebody to have it removed from the internet. <laughs> like. uh I don't know, man. I think he, oh, I didn't realize uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I feel uncomfortable with just being on the fucking screen, bro. <laughs> I'm like, we need to cancel just for even knowing about it. Oh, my God. The Dirty Sports Podcast has been removed from fucking Apple podcast app why because they know that soul man exists <laughs> dude i would love to like i would love to like watch that i'd love to sit down with like my 19 year old niece right watch her head explode oh dude dude if i sat down with like her and like we're gonna watch a movie or even the trailer like she goes to ohio state like, 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 can you imagine sitting down with a bunch of 19 year old college kids? Okay. So here's the premise. And then you like, I think, I think you'd have to almost put them in straight jackets because they'd want to like go crazy and leave the room. Yeah. This is what happens when uh, the rundown's light, Joe. I don't know if you, I don't know if you picked up on this pretty, pretty light rundown. Hey, uh, Ryan Clatt, where are you at? Cause we need you to hop in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why didn't we, why didn't we line up Ryan for today? We'll bring Ryan on next week. I was waiting till we had the official teams in the Stanley Cup. Is it Stanley Cup final or finals? It's final. I know. They love to do that. They, they can't do. figure out their plurals. They're not plurals. It's the Leafs. It's the final. So the Panthers, the eight seed Panthers, who first defeated the Bruins, right? Who had the best record ever, are basically coasting at this point. They swept uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. And what's the other series at? 3-0. Who? Vegas? Vegas. 
Has Ryan been wrong in every single call? <laughs> <laughs> like you guys talk about the Ruther curse. Like, has he missed every single call? It's funny because I said Vegas and uh, Florida last episode. Yeah, you said you said like, hey man, you're because I was the- like, what are we talking about? Like, Florida ran through Boston, then Florida fucking killed uh, the Devils, right? Yeah. Well, the Boston was a seven-game series, but after that, right. they've been they've been rolling. Yeah, and then Vegas, they beat uh, they the, the last round. They were the ones who beat Ryan's uh, champion prediction in Edmonton. So I was like, "How you have them? How do you have the Oilers as your champion prediction? Then some team beats them, and then you abandon them and you go the other way." We'll bring Ryan on next week. Ryan, we have a lot of questions. First of yeah. all, got to get an update. Can on this we talk whole... about the? Can we have a Ruther? Can we have a Clat Ruther curse head to head? Can you guys just see who can ruin somebody's fucking season quicker? Can you guys, can you just can you guys both come on next episode and be like, the Mets are done. They're not making the playoffs. I need you guys to like turn the key, like it's Hunt for Red October. You just like do it simultaneously. Like Ryan, you in? Yeah, Andy, you're in. One, two, three. The Mets are gonna finish in last place. And then, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get an update on that. And then we need a we need a thorough update on the train situation. Yeah, I mean that's one of the coolest jobs ever. But again, Prano, we'd have to legitimately feel that way about the Mets, right? I know. It's the sad like, part. We can't use it for good. Well, yeah, you just you just can't force the curse, guys. Like, you know, and and and. I don't know what you guys want about that. Like there's just, there's certain opinions and I'm going to go hard on them and the opposite will happen. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I don't think we have too many calls. I I actually think uh, calls were light this week. So uh, we should talk about Miller light. That's what we should do, Joe. Absolutely. Great segue. Although, I've just the end of one right here and then I have to go into the other room and fill up the second this podcast is over. This is Miller Lite season, right? Because Memorial Day weekend is basically the start of summer. And I would argue, well, I'd argue Miller Lite season is year round, but Miller Lite season really kicks into full gear with the, the, you know, the holiday weekend parties, the pool, the pool's open. My HOA pool is opening this weekend. Wow. Right. Great time. Great time to sit around with your friends, family, barbecue, crack open a cold Miller light, watch your Mets. I would argue, I'd argue poolside Miller light. It's got to be top three, right? Ballpark Miller light is pretty good. Vacation balcony Miller Light. Ooh. Pretty that's, good. That's a good one. Shower Miller Light is is in your top ten, I would say. Um but this one in the comment section for Chris yeah. Santa. We saw we saw Chris shared a bunch of uh of pictures of him at the Indy five hundred drinking Miller Lights, which I love. So yeah, the Miller Light at the Indy five hundred, that's a nice one. But you know, we've talked about it before. Beachside Miller Lite. I mean, here in LA, it's tough. You know, they make it hard for you to enjoy a beachside Miller Lite. Yeah. Poolside Miller Lite, though. Like that's, a good one. 
you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cliche Instagram posts, but my feet with the pool in the background and the Miller light in the foreground, that's me at my most basic. Yeah. No, I feel you. Well, with a Miller light in your hand, summer doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, set it up, guys, this holiday weekend, right to your house. Don't even leave. Simply visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You got any plans this weekend? Um, I've got. Uh, a lot of plans, actually. So tonight, you know our good friend Greg Santos. It's his 40th birthday, so going out to a bar to celebrate that. Fingers crossed. It's a, a bar where I can get Miller Lights. Uh, tomorrow, golf with Randy uh, in the morning. Nine holes at uh, our old stomping ground, Penmar. Ah, and, and the then, Penmar. And then um, our, our good friend Andy Lazarus. He was like, I want to golf, but I can't make the 10 a.m. at Penmar. I'm going to get a 1.30 or something like that at Westchester. So there's potential 27 holes of golf tomorrow at two different courses. That's Friday. Then two shows tomorrow night, Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, Bar Lubitsch in uh, Hollywood. Um, and then Saturday is just kind of wide open as I leave on Sunday for um, Vegas. Well, sorry, I leave Monday morning for Vegas. Um, so Monday, all next week in Vegas, 29th to the 4th, Comedy Cellar at the Rio. So Saturday here is going to just kind of be like, a, you know, uh, I, I keep it chill. Maybe go find a pool to have a poolside Miller Lite at. Maybe go out and. Uh, so you'll be in Vegas parts of Memorial Weekend. Well, I get, I'll, yeah, I, I, my first day there will be Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I arrive yeah. on Memorial Day. I would say that would be a shit show of a weekend. Yeah. Holiday, holiday weekends in Vegas. But it's great. So, like, for the people who, if anybody's listening to this in, in Vegas, normally my first day would be, oh, not the show you want to come to, but essentially I'm catching the end of a weekend. You might as well just move there at this point, man. It's crazy, right? Do you lot. know anybody there? It, doesn't Brett Ernst live there? I think Brett Ernst does live there. I haven't caught up with him. He's on the road so much. Uh, Brady was living there, but he moved. I hung out with Brady a couple times. Oh, he, he does live, or he did live there, huh? He did live there, yeah. I think he's moving to Florida. I think he might be moving to Florida. You um, go stop at my old, uh, my old school, the school I taught at. Which is what school? Global. I could just look up the pregnant burritos mascot and see her there. <laughs> you know, I should come out of, I should pull a Jordan. I should come out of stand up retirement just to do that joke on stage. You should come out of stand up retirement just to do that joke on stage, just so you could sell pregnant burrito t shirts. Like, I want a school. Remember the, uh, remember the, UC Santa Cruz shirt that uh, Travolta wears in Pulp Fiction. I need that exact shirt with a pregnant burrito on it. The mascot was a pregnant burrito. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a easily, I mean, far and away. That's like that. That joke is the Miller Lite 
that's the Andy Ruther jokes to of of Miller Lite beers for me. Like there's Miller Lite and then there's every other beer. There's the pregnant burrito and then every other Andy Ruther joke. <laughs> By far. Your teacher. You used to force me to do that. Like, like you guys don't me watch- or anybody else ever. What to do? Prano would force me to like. I was like, I'm so done with this bit. This bit's so old. Prano would be like, You're doing the bit, and I could see you in the back of the room, just that shitty grin. I'm like, Oh, because I don't, you know, I'm not one of those guys. I don't laugh at my own jokes. Uh, but I would start cracking because I'd see you like that smirk. You know, I I was just talking to my good friend Pete Sestaro about this today. Pete will be opening for me at um. New York Comedy Club in Stanford on June 7th. Get your tickets now. If you're anywhere in the tri-state area, it's going to be a super fun show. Um, but I, I'm the same way with jokes that Pete does. And just kind of like generally, I love watching my friends do comedy. Like, And and the fact, if if I think it's not going to go, it's not going to crush, like I love it even more. Like oh, I, yeah. don't want, I don't want to see your hits. I want to see the joke that I like. I want to see the joke that I like when, when I like a joke and then I'm the only person that's laughing at it. That's peak comedy enjoyment for me when it comes to stand up. When I watch my friends do a joke that I love and no one else gets, I'm like, I don't care. It's the best. And my, and then I have other friends who will like come out. I have like friends and family who will come out to watch shows and they'll be like, Oh, Pete, did like okay and i'm like dude i was fucking in the back dying because you guys were like only kind of enjoying it so there's a place by me that does uh that does uh stand up wait a second dude this is wild somebody somebody tipped me somebody like a family friend was like hey man you ever think about getting an act and stand up i was like i don't know it's been it's been you know three years and there's a place by me, like it's not a comedy. You know, the, it was the last place that you did stand up at the hostel? Yeah, it was right before the pandemic. Wow. So, like, that was a two, the hostel shows on Tuesday nights. I don't know if it still is Tuesday nights. And then the world stopped literally two days later. But uh, you're going to love this. So, I'm looking right now. I just, I just looked up out of curiosity this, this brewing company by me. Uh, they do stand up. And I'm looking. They have a headline. Like I don't even know what they do. I don't even know how that's. This is a brewing company. They have food. You know, it's your classic like microbrew. Yeah. But they have a celebrity. It's listed. That's such a, a. By the way, it's such a late '90s, early 2000s term, microbrew. Well, well, whatever. Guess who's headlining the show? I see on the website, which is a Wednesday, which is interesting. The, the, the this is classic Cincinnati. The celebrity headliner. Ooh, you dude, you're never gonna guess this. I didn't even know this guy did stand up. Wow, that makes it tougher. Um, so you're gonna die. You're gonna die when you see hear this. Uh, Mr. Belding, Sean Weiss. Do you even know who that is? No idea. The guy who played Goldberg in the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Wow, dude, he <laughs> was like a he was like a homeless crackhead at one point. Wait, oh yeah, it says that in the bio. Wait, hold on, it says that in the bio. It says in the bio, uh, dude, you gotta pull it. I mean, we already did the John Moran thing. Talk about talk about fucking like not a lot of content. Pull that shit up. Put it. Put Goldberg the goalie. Fucking 
crackhead in uh, Google. Wait until you see the fucking picture that comes up for this guy. This is going to blow your mind. If you guys so, don't watch this on, if you guys don't like tune in. On- holy shit. Bro, is this real life? <laughs> like, is this real? When we were kids and the Mighty Ducks came out, you're like, oh, those, those kids are like two, three years older than us. And then his fucking mugshot comes out. You're like, oh, he's 60. <laughs> he was born the same year as you. Yeah. Meth is crazy, bro. Dude, this is absolutely nuts. So the middle picture is the when fucking he, middle one, dude. Well, that's when he was a crackhead. Now he's recovered. Yeah. Holy shit. So now he's doing stand-up? Some fucking Benjamin Button shit. He was just... In those pictures, he's 12, he's 104, (laughs) and then he's 39. (laughs) I I think I saw some even even crazier ones. Um, I just imagine like him getting fucking... You know, picked up on the streets. He's gonna fucking try to buy crack, and they're like, "You got identification?" He's like, "I don't need identification." They're like, "Why?" Not? He's like, "I am Goldberg, the goalie." Dude, look at this. Look at this one right here. Yeah, bro. That's bananas. But now he's doing stand up at the oh. local brewing company by me. Should he be around booze? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. This is... I kind of want to go. Yeah, I feel like you should go. What Goldberg. Are, what are, Goldberg. What are tickets? Let's see. Oh, can you go just to get him on Dirty Sports? $30? You're out of your fucking mind. Can you go just to get him on Dirty Sports? I mean, we are get we are about... Like, NBA playoffs to be over soon. We're just going to have just the just baseball season. Perfect time for an in-depth Goldberg, the goalie turned crackhead turned comedian interview. I think he hangs out with... Uh, Dante West? <laughs> like, the crackheads for, some, for some reason, you said that. I was going to say Claude Stewart. Is he on the road with Claude Stewart? <laughs> Dude, but he embraces it. Goldberg, you should stop doing crack. He's like, but I already started. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he embraces it. This is what's wild. Like, he embraces it, like, on his Instagram. Like, there's, like, homeless captions. But, like, this is, dude, this is everything you hate about stand-up. It's like, it's like, hey. I was the guy from the thing and my career wasn't going well. So now I tell jokes. Yeah, like it's like, exactly. it's like, I would argue it's like the worst part of stand up comedy. Is it's the only profession people do when they're, when their other profession goes fucking dries yeah. up and people like canceled and people accept it. They're like, Oh, I remember you from my ducks. I'm gonna go see your stand up. And it's like, yeah, but dude, you gotta be funny. You gotta tell jokes. Yeah. I used to staple my nutsack to my leg. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I mean, this is 30. Like, And here's the thing. Don't you hate it when you're in your dressing room and Mr. Belden comes in and he's like, like all right. Here's the thing, Joe. Like, You ever like, notice when you're working on Entourage, you, have, you finger the makeup girl is 14? They don't like that. The, the idiots here. Right. It's like, this is a fucking middle America town. 
People are like, oh, Goldberg, I'll pay $30. Like, people will pay to see that. I guarantee you. Yeah. People should go. It'd be funny. And it's just him on stage smoking a meth pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Although, like, well, okay. I'd rather pay to see him smoke a crack pipe than tell jokes. (laughs) Like, if you were like, hey. never know that. Maybe he's good. Yeah. I mean, you know. But I feel like, it, it, judging from the things, it might be. I love inspir- Goldberg, the goalie, doing more stand up these days than Natty Goldberg. What the fuck is this world come to? They should go on tour together. Yeah, the Goldbergs. Goldberg that take, Goldberg. Is there, is there is has the phrase the Goldbergs been trademarked? <laughs> yeah, it's a TV show. I know. I'm fucking okay. kidding. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, man? All right, I think it's time to wrap this bad boy up. I know, I know the comments. I, I see what we I see what we have in here. Just keep the show going and do live commentary of the Heat Celtics game. But we are going to uh, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Hey, yeah, I, you I, know, I, I, if I was set up to do that, I'd give you guys like ten minutes of it. But my my office slash guest room slash podcast studio um, does not have a TV in it. And for the record, I. I don't know about you. I enjoy these episodes where we're just fucking around. Yeah. I I enjoy I enjoy these because we, we, we can get so sports heavy, which obviously we enjoy as well. But I think I think the, the dirt balls do too. So uh come out with me. Let's go watch Goldberg. Yeah. June 29th. I just can't I just can't wait to clip this and put it on TikTok and then have people be like, the chick goalie was way better than Goldberg. You know what the fuck you're talking about? You fucking casual. That's like the new term now, huh? Yeah. It's what people say when they get fucking absolutely fucking demolished. Casual. Yeah. Yeah. Again, only sport where it's like you don't watch it. Wait. Yeah. Like I would that would never be an argument for me. I would never tell somebody you don't watch it. I'd just be like, well, you're wrong. I wouldn't say, I, I don't know what you watch. Well, I put the thing up, you know, the video I did in the response to Stephen A. Smith and the number of people who were like, it was his rookie year. And I was like, you need to go to Google. You need to fucking learn what I watched in real life and then come back. And then people will be like, well, you know, I mean, what I meant was, and I'm like, get the fuck out of our mentions. I, I did read the mellow. You can't immediately come hard with wrong information. Oh, dude. Again, people don't know how to use Google, which is, is a whole other thing. Follow us on social at the Dirty Sports. At the Dirty Sports on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Give us I'm a at ring. Joe Prano on all the things. Uh, I plugged my shows. Vegas Comedy Cellar next week. Um, Stanford, Connecticut following wednesday june 7th and then uh in and around new york for for about a week after that the uh hotline is 310-359-8365 give it a ring uh enjoy your weekend guys go drink some miller lights yeah send us pictures poolside preferably and if you don't have a pool send us send us pics anyway golf course i'll be i'll be i'll be drinking on two different golf courses tomorrow yeah. So keep your eye out for that. Wherever you're at. All right, guys. Have a safe weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. We'll be back on the holiday. But, right? Yeah. We'll be back on the holiday? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see you guys Monday. And uh, as always, stay dirty. <laughs>